Buzz Podcast, where your voice is more than a melody. Join us in planting seeds in a growing field. Welcome to another episode of Able Voice Podcast with Haley and Kim. Hello! In this episode, we are joined by three guest panelists to talk all about the skill sets, mindsets, and actionable steps we need to consider when starting a private practice. There are many different elements that are important to consider and explore here, and we are excited to share with you the perspectives and experiences of our three panelists today. Welcome and thank you to Maya Adut, Mackenzie Kostron, and Danielle Nichols for joining us in this episode. We have loved connecting with and listening to their responses, and we hope that this episode provides you with some insight and tangible tips and resources to support your journey, no matter where you are along it. So let's jump right in. We asked our first guest, Maya Adut of Maya Music Therapy, to answer the questions, what skills and tools are useful when transitioning from a creative mindset to a business or entrepreneur mindset? Can both mindsets still coexist? Maya Adut founded Maya Music Therapy in 2015 based on her vision to improve patient quality of life in healthcare settings throughout Ontario. Maya sits on the board of the Music Therapy Association of Ontario, provides business coaching to healthcare entrepreneurs, and has created Connect to Music Therapy, an online global magazine for music therapists. We know there are skills that music therapists currently have that translate or transition well into that of a business owner. Maya shares with us three skills you need as an entrepreneur. Hi everyone, my name is Maya Adut and I am the founder and director of Maya Music Therapy, which is a private practice located in the greater Toronto area. Our practice consists of three people in leadership roles and eight certified music therapists. And we serve all populations, but we do primarily focus on serving senior living facilities, such as long-term care, retirement homes, and adult day programs. Aside from being very passionate about music therapy and dementia care, I'm almost equally as passionate about entrepreneurship. And I really, really love helping music therapists and other entrepreneurs build their business from the ground up, really figure out what their ultimate dreams are and what their vision is for their company and how to use their personal strengths to their advantage. So I think that when you are transitioning from a clinician mindset to a business or entrepreneur mindset, um, there's not that big of a leap that you have to make because I truly have found that there's so many skills and tools that we have as music therapists that translate so well as entrepreneurs. For example, as music therapists, we are more often than not very creative individuals. We are creative in our musicianship, uh, in our you know, ability to songwrite and compose with our clients, to improvise with our clients, and just to meet the changing needs of our clients from, from week to week or even throughout sessions. So I feel that that creativity lends itself very, very well to an entrepreneurial mindset. It's all about creating what you envision for yourself and for your company. And that creativity is really ongoing. So creating, you know, 
new programs, creating new structures, even from creating a website or creating what your presence online is going to look like. It's all a very, very creative process, and I think our skills lend themselves very well to that. Another great example of a skill that transfers over um, from a clinician to an entrepreneur is that as a clinician, we have to have quite strong interpersonal skills. So those interpersonal skills that we use to relate to our clients and to our colleagues are so important as an entrepreneur because entrepreneurship, I believe at the end of the day, is all about creating connections with people. It might be about connecting with a facility manager or the head of a program or other therapists, allied healthcare professionals like speech therapists and physiotherapists who'd like to collaborate with, or even just connecting with parents of potential clients that you think could benefit from your services. It's pretty much all about those interpersonal skills that I think are already so strong in music therapists. I also truly believe that music therapists almost always have a trailblazer mindset or mentality, right? We are pretty much always needing to do some educating around what we do as music therapists and oftentimes having to advocate for our profession because it's a fairly new profession. And so in that sense, we really are trailblazers in the healthcare community and profession. And As an entrepreneur, you have to have that trailblazer mindset as well, right? You are doing something new. You are putting yourself out there, you know, in a way that no one else has because you're unique. And so even the fact that as music therapists, we really need to learn how to do an elevator pitch um, as to share what music therapy is when we meet someone at a party or (laughs) go to a conference. And as an entrepreneur, you have to have your own elevator pitch for your business too. So I think we already have that mindset and those skills in our our pocket. I also really want to share that I believe there are three characteristics or tools, whatever we want to call them, that you really, you need as an entrepreneur. There's so many other ones that, you know, like the ones I just mentioned that are important, but I believe that these next three that I'm going to share are the most important in that you can't move forward as an entrepreneur until you've kind of mastered or just even taken a look at where you are when it comes to these three characteristics and skills. So the first one is self-awareness. And the good thing is that as music therapists, we are taught to be pretty much constantly self-aware, right? When we're in school and we're learning how to do process notes and really process how we feel and the the transference and the counter-transference that takes place within a therapeutic relationship. So self-awareness is something that we should already be pretty comfortable with as music therapists. And as an entrepreneur, it's so important to be aware of what you want out of your business, what your personal strengths are, what your areas of growth are, what parts of your business do you enjoy and what parts do you think you'd be better off delegating to somebody else. Otherwise, we might end up, you know, just maybe following the footprint of another business or doing things that we really don't enjoy or getting burnt out because we're not drawing upon our best strengths as an entrepreneur. So I think that is number one, self-awareness. Second 
absolute tool that I think we need as entrepreneurs is adaptability. And again, that is a mindset we already have as music therapists because we're constantly having to adapt to our clients' changing needs. You know, we often have to throw out our session plan completely because our clients are just in a different place than we anticipated and we have to be able to adapt to where they're at. And we really need that adaptability skill as an entrepreneur because things are changing all the time as we've seen over the last few months with the pandemic, right? We have to have the ability to say, okay, I'm going to shift gears now. Uh, Things aren't turning out the way I expected. So we're going to try something new. And as an entrepreneur, there's a lot of trial and error that takes place. You know, not every program or idea that we have is going to work, especially not necessarily the first time around. So being able to take a look at what you did, what didn't work, what could work better the next time, and trying it again. The last skill that I think is vital as an entrepreneur is resilience. So as an entrepreneur, we're going to hear the word no more times than we'd like to, or we're going to hear the words I'm not interested more times than we'd like to. And hopefully we're hearing yes, and I'm very interested more than we're hearing no. But there are going to be many moments throughout your career as an entrepreneur that are really challenging and that sometimes make you want to say, oh, I don't know if this is for me. This is too hard. But I think it's those entrepreneurs that are able to then pick themselves back up and try again or make that next phone call, try something new that that sets them apart. What's important to remember, though, is that although we need to be resilient as entrepreneurs, it doesn't mean we need to do it alone and that we can't draw upon support. We absolutely should draw upon support just like we would as music therapists, right? When we have a really difficult situation with a client or, you know, we're we're feeling really emotionally drained from our work, we would often know to seek out supervision. And the same thing goes, I believe, as an entrepreneur. We really need either, you know, just a friend that you really can count on or a business coach that you turn to for supervision when, when you're going through a challenging business moment. So if you're a music therapist out there who's interested in starting their own practice but is feeling a little bit uneasy about whether or not you have the business skills that you need to get started, rest assured that as a music therapist, you already have so many of those skills. So if you're interested in connecting with me, I would be very happy to hear from you. You can reach me at info at mayamusictherapy.com. You can also, of course, check out my website at mayamusictherapy.com. We're also on Facebook and on Instagram. And if you are interested in business coaching, you can find it there on on the website. I offer one-to-one coaching as well as a five-session starter package for new music therapy business owners and something called Music Therapy Business Momentum, which is a new program that I'm doing, which involves group coaching on a monthly basis. So I'd be very happy to hear from you at any time. Self-awareness, adaptability, and resilience are absolutely vital to your entrepreneurship journey. Our next panelist also recognizes the importance of self-awareness and that it is equally important to know exactly who you are and what methods or approaches meet the needs of your practice vision. 
Mackenzie Kostron of Kostron & Co. and Find Your Voice Music Therapy starts the conversation about why it is important to understand your professional identity when deciding to start a private practice. Her training as a licensed heart-centered facilitator and fire starter sessions facilitator through Danielle Laporte informs her work. Mackenzie is passionate about supporting individuals through the development of their therapeutic, creative, health, wellness business. As she shares her thoughts on the importance of identity in business, she includes useful resources and actionable tips for discovering your professional identity. I bring honor to my radiant heart, courage to my deep questions, respect to my true nature, compassion to the collective. May spirit energize every step we take toward love, truth, joy. Thank you for the gifts of this unfolding wisdom and beauty. Thank you to Haley and Kim for having me here today. My name is Mackenzie Kostrin, and I'm the owner and founder of Find Your Voice Music Therapy, with locations in Cataraqui, Kingston, Ontario, and Jabuktuk, Halifax, Nova Scotia. It is a blessing to serve both these communities. Haley and Kim have asked me to explore the importance of understanding your professional identity when deciding to start a private practice in music therapy. I believe that with every breath you take, you are connected to this moment to weave your light into the world. Each step you've taken in the pain and the joy of your journey has served a purpose. All of these experiences define your unique perspective of being of service to the music therapy community. One of my favorite quotes from Canadian author, inspirational speaker, and entrepreneur Danielle Laporte is, you are about to find out that you are paradise itself and you can grow fields of light. The important lessons come in honoring your identity, having confidence in your story, and celebrating your true strengths that exist in you right now, right here in this moment. When you operate from this place of clarity and serve from a place of joy, it will authentically resonate with your ideal clients, or as Marie Forleo puts it, your ICA, Ideal Customer Avatar. You will naturally create a business that thrives and cultivates a life of ease, calm, and passion-filled purpose. The world needs you to shine your light. Yes, there are many music therapy businesses and perhaps one or a few in your community. It can be overwhelming and intimidating. The I'm not enough syndrome kicks in. I recently read the book, Big Magic, Creative Living Beyond Fear by Elizabeth Gilbert, and there's a section of this book where she speaks about originality versus authenticity. This is poignant for those thinking about launching a music therapy practice, as she states, Maybe you fear you are not original enough. Maybe that's the problem. You're worried that your ideas are commonplace and pedestrian, and therefore unworthy of creation. I have an idea, but I'm afraid it's already been done. Well, yes, it's probably already been done. Most things have already been done but they have not yet been done by you. 
There is room for all of us to create meaningful music therapy businesses. I truly believe that we can all embrace our entrepreneurial spirit and weave our purpose into the world. In connection to elements of spirituality, all this beautiful loving light from every human doing meaningful work simply flows from one person to the next. If you have a glimmer, spark, or curiosity bubbling inside of you, listen to it. Follow your instincts, because the world wants to hear you. You likely are not hearing this for the first time, but be intensely patient and gentle with yourself. You won't establish your dream music therapy practice overnight. There are also many people who love you, see you, and are here to shine light on your path. Some useful resources and actionable tips that I have found useful in discovering identity are mindfulness practices. Create grace moments of stillness, breathing, meditation, prayer, connecting with nature, rest throughout your day to heal and ground your heart. The second being building a support community. This could come as an accountability partner, business strategist coach, mastermind or peer support group with music therapists or related healthcare industries. Find resources to start your journey. Some of my favorites are books, Wellness Incorporated, The Healthcare Entrepreneur's Handbook by Jennifer Buchanan, and The Gifts of Imperfection, Let Go of Who You Think You're Supposed to Be, and Embrace Who You Are, by Brene Brown. I would also recommend Super Soul Sunday, March 2019 podcast with RuPaul and Oprah discussing identity, labels, and spirituality. Lastly, the Firestarter series and Desire Map program by Danielle Laporte. I wouldn't be the entrepreneur and business owner I am today if it wasn't for this program. Through Costrin & Co., you can learn more about our business and life strategy signature program by visiting costrinco.com. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook. Also, if you're moved to be in connection with the Find Your Voice music therapy journey, follow us on Facebook and Instagram or visit our website, findyourvoicemusictherapy.com. Thank you, friends, for listening. I will leave you with this prayer. You are more than your name. You are more than your frame. More than your DNA. You are more plenty than all that you have given birth to. And all those big, big wishes, you are even bigger. Imagine that. Imagine anything, and you are more. You are gone, gone, gone beyond the beyond of what started this all. I pray you desire temples of peace and benevolent tsunamis of love, and that you realize your size in relation to this universal declaration. I desire. You are the core and the more ever expanding. In love, light, gratitude, and song. Mackenzie from Costrin & Co. 
and find your voice music therapy. Honoring your identity, having confidence in your story, and celebrating your true strengths are integral to creating a truly authentic business and connecting naturally with your ICA. We are all at different stages in our entrepreneurial journeys. Some of us may have years of experience while others are still exploring what their path might be. We asked Danielle Nichols of Dolce Music Therapy what advice she might give to people who are afraid of taking the step to starting their own private practice and to share with us what she has learned about herself during that experience. Danielle Nichols is the owner and operator of Dolce Music Therapy and is an accredited music therapist in good standing with the Canadian Association of Music Therapists. She completed her Bachelor of Music Therapy from Wilfrid Laurier University in 2016, where she studied voice. She graduated with honors, with distinction, and a minor in psychology. After graduation, Danielle completed her internship in the Hamilton, Burlington area, focusing on music therapy in palliative and hospice care and long-term care settings. Since moving to Ottawa in 2017, she has been continuing to work with seniors and adults in mental health and dementia care. Using a client-centered and music-centered approach, Danielle incorporates her vocal training and guitar skills to focus on clients' abilities and meeting them in the moment. She is passionate about using music to help people connect with each other and themselves. Hello, my name is Danielle Nichols, and I'm the owner and operator of Dolce Music Therapy in Ottawa, Ontario. I have been a certified MTA since 2017, and Dolce Music Therapy has been in existence since then, but in different smaller capacities. Over the last few months, I've really taken the leap I quit my full-time job and have started pursuing Dolce Music Therapy full-time. So today I've been asked to speak about setting up a private practice or starting your own business. And so the first question is, what advice might you give people afraid of taking the step to start their own private practice? So my first piece of advice is to take stock. Take stock of yourself and take stock of your resources. So when I say take stock of yourself, I mean, think about you and who you are as a person, um, your life circumstances, your strengths, your weaknesses, and think about how all of this might affect your ability to own a business um, and to cope with owning a small business or a private practice. It's not an easy thing to do. Um, and so I recommend that you really think about um, if this is the right decision for you and yeah, just make sure that you're kind of aware of who you are and how you fit into this. And then the second thing to take stock of is your supports. So um, your professional supports, people like your supervisors or other music therapists, other small business owners, your personal supports, your family and friends, any financial supports that you have? Do you have a buffer? Do you need to get a part-time job while you're pursuing this? Do you have savings that you can count on? That kind of thing. And also any educational supports that you might have. Um, things like a small business center in your area. Or are there courses or classes you can take to help you learn about owning a small business? That kind of thing. The second piece of advice I have is after you take stock is to be prepared. So I'm going to start off by saying do as much prep work as you can. 
Um, I was really lucky that I had another full-time position while preparing to take this leap. So I was able to get a lot of stuff done in the background ahead of time. But I realized that some people don't have the luxury or the privilege of that. And I also just want to say that not all of this needs to be completed when you start. Um, but if you're able to do some of this work ahead of time, it'll help um, with a smoother transition into owning a private practice. So the prep work I'm talking about is like your business prep work. So um, getting your master's of business license and getting your HST paperwork figured out and getting set up at your bank and figuring out how you're going to do your bookkeeping and your invoicing and all of that stuff. And then your therapeutic process prep work, um, having consent forms ready and potential contract forms ready. How are you going to document your assessment forms? Where are you going to store those documents? That kind of stuff. And then if you're able to get a few clients started, line them up ahead of time, start working with them just to kind of give you a base to start with. And then you can start, you know, really moving into it once you're feeling a little bit more settled. But even just one or two clients can really help you like work out a lot of the kinks and can help you to uh, gives you a bit of confidence to move forward. It's a good way of thinking about it. And then my third piece of advice is just to trust yourself. Um, if you've thoroughly considered this decision, um, and if your gut's telling you that it's the right move for you, then trust yourself, trust your gut, and go for it. You have the skills, you have the knowledge to do what you've been trained to do. And if there are knowledge gaps, you can learn. That's the beauty of learning. You can always learn more. So at some point, you just have to do it. Jump in and go for it. So the second question that I've been asked to speak about is, what have I learned about myself through the process of starting a private practice? So the first thing that I've learned is that I can be more adaptable than I thought. I am able to make things work even when it's not exactly how I thought it would go. When I took the leave of starting my private practice, I did not think there would be a pandemic happening. And boy, I'm a lot more flexible than I thought I would be. So I've learned that I, I can do that, uh, which is pretty cool. And the second thing that I've learned is that I am allowed to take calculated risks. I've always been the kind of person who does things by the book or what's expected of me. And I've always thought that that was because of external pressures, but I think that I've learned that it's actually more perceived external pressures and that a lot of the reasons why I haven't done things in the past, like starting my own business, is actually because of my own fears. Fears of failing and fears of being judged or being seen differently than I thought I was being seen. So even though I've just taken like the first step of quitting and starting to move forward, and I don't really feel like I've been able to get into the nitty gritty of it yet. But even just taking this first step, I've learned a lot about myself, which has been really cool. And I'm really excited to see where my new adventure takes me in the future. And if you'd like to learn more about me and my business, um, you can check out my website, ottawamusictherapy.ca. And you can also follow me on Instagram and Facebook. Just search Dolce Music Therapy. I would like to thank Kim and Haley for asking me to speak as part of their podcast. And thanks to everyone else for listening. Take care, everyone. Taking stock of yourself and your resources, being prepared, 
trusting yourself. Three very important tips for those of you thinking about jumping into the world of private practice. Yeah, we heard from three very different perspectives in this mini panel style uh, episode and I thought, wow, I'm sure there are people out there that will be able to connect with each one of their stories and journeys, no matter where they are in their own journey. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's what one of the things that I love so much about our field is that there are so many gradients or degrees of where we might be along that journey and so many things we can do within the field of whether it is contracting with a a different organization or starting your own private practice and the journey on how do we start that and watching that grow is really beautiful. So I think each of our panelists today had a really unique journey and and experience and take on it um, that I think a lot of people will be able to relate to and I know I definitely have as well. Absolutely. We talk all the time as therapists about how one client is not the same as another. One Mm -hmm. diagnosis is not the same as another and I'm finding that even along my own journey as an entrepreneur, one entrepreneur is not the same as another entrepreneur. One process Mm -hmm. of becoming a business owner is not the same for another person. And we really have to find what works for us in terms of how we see ourselves, um, how we choose to practice in our professional identities, who we are Mm -hmm. as human beings and stay true to that and be our authentic selves as we're always talking about. Um, I think it's very important for us to keep that in mind because we can get you know, this clutter of um, inspiration on Instagram and of people that seem like, you know, one day they woke up and and they're this powerful force in the entrepreneurship world when, you know, there are, are many sides to becoming a business owner and entrepreneurship and just really reveling in whatever stage you're in right now and leaning on the supports of the people that you have within your community. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's really special and exciting. And I think many of us can get bogged down or distracted or have maybe a little bit of this imposter syndrome as we're seeing all these incredible things that people are doing. And we tend to forget that, like you said, each of our journeys is unique and each of us are bringing a different thing to the field and using our authentic selves to create our business and to create the authentic business that we want to put into the world, which is something that is really special, I think. I agree. I agree. Like Maya said, there are many characteristics that we have within ourselves that already translate well into that of an entrepreneur. Mackenzie said that, yes, there are several private practices out there already, mm. but there's not a practice that is run by you and you have your own unique perspective to bring. And it's okay. There's yeah. a lot of room at the table for more than one style of private practice. There's room at the table for more within our community. And Danielle really talks about taking stock of the things that you have in your resources. And one of the Mm -hmm. big resources that we have in Canada as the music therapy community is the Canadian Association of Music Therapy. So we were also fortunate to connect briefly 
with Jennifer Buchanan, who is the new executive director of the Canadian Association of Music Therapists, about the support. Yeah, (laughs) it's very exciting that we're taking this new step. Um, And Mm. so we connected with her about the support and resources that the CAMT provides to private practices in Canada. And while Jennifer was not able to join us for this episode, she shared with us the following information. Jennifer shared, In my new role, I have private practitioners in mind at all times. I want to ensure the CAMT continues to provide support and professional resources so that more and more new MTAs can thrive in today's world. Hmm. Woo, that's so exciting and all really, really wonderful to hear that the CAMT is taking this direction and so exciting to hear that Jennifer Buchanan is in this role. Um, I think some, we're going to see some really great things from the CAMT coming. Um, so Jennifer also let us know that in addition to the CAMT's current insurance, they're currently working on health benefits. Yes. They're also look yeah, so important. <laughs> <laughs> They're also looking to increase our continuing education opportunities for all members, including private practitioners. Uh, and Jennifer will also be hosting monthly Zoom meetings in the hopes of gathering many voices into the decisions she hopes to make in her role. Uh, the first of which is taking place on September 30th at 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So if you're interested in engaging, you can connect with Jennifer and the CAMT through their social media channels for latest news, or you can get in touch directly with her via email at jennifer at musictherapy.ca. Yeah, we'll include that in the show notes as well. How exciting Mm -hmm. um, an opportunity for all MTAs to come together in one Mm -hmm. group community with the new executive director. Um, I don't think it gets much better than that in terms of a direct dialogue and open channels of communication. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. We could learn so much from each other and I'm very grateful to be a part of this community and we're still on our own journeys. And so I Mm -hmm. I think that it's, it's lovely to see these new initiatives being taken um, and put into place and become so available, especially during this time where it really feels like we should be more distant. We are coming together and um, I'm very appreciative of that. Yeah, me too, Haley. I think that's something I'm extremely grateful in this time, especially because like you said, it's maybe feels like a time where we should be more distanced, but I'm appreciative of the fact that our community is still thriving enough to have these connections and to share in this experience together and support one another through it. And I mean, We're all about conversation and communication here at Able Voice. Mm -hmm. So this is a really awesome (laughs) opportunity to be able to gather as our Canadian community and keep those conversations going. It's really great. Absolutely. It's also so great that we have this platform um, to have these kinds of informative and inspiring panel discussions. And uh, Mm -hmm. we just want to thank you once again to all of our um, guests and listeners today. We hope that you are leaving with some great takeaways to support and to add to your entrepreneurial journeys. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if you enjoyed this panel style of episode, please let us know and uh, we might just throw a few more at (laughs) you. (laughs) 
Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Able Voice Podcast. If you want to find more content like this, please subscribe to the podcast and follow us on social media at MTA Haley and at MTA.Kimberly to get notified when new episodes become available.